tomorrow night, August 19th. Sammy and I are going to be at the Prince William County Fair. It's going to be amazing with our kissing booth. You have to be there. If you want more information, pwcfair.com. You can buy tickets. You can just roll up and be there. They have tons of great things happening all weekend long. Mechanical bull rides, camel and pony rides, midway ride and games, butterfly encounter, and of course, our kissing booth. Are you going to use tongue? Absolutely. I'm talking about the snow cones. Like when you eat the snow cones, oh. are you going to use tongue? Because I like... I love to lick my snow cones. Look, it's the largest county fair in the state of Virginia. Come see us tomorrow night starting at 5 p.m. with our kissing booth. We'll see you there. straight into the disclaimer today because I feel like I need it anyway. Oh, God. Hit us with a disclaimer. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. I was going to say that my my family in Tunisia, which people may not know this, but I'm originally from Tunisia. Mom and dad from there. Like, I'm the only American in my family. Right. You know, they all still live there. And I was talking to my uncle yesterday and I guess, because here's the thing, he doesn't understand English for shit. Like, this is the 82-year-old one, No, right? not Munji. Munji understands a little bit of English because he can say, God damn, go to, ha- go to fuck, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, those are the words he can say in English. Okay. okay. But this uncle But this knows uncle none. doesn't know anything. Okay. Like, he always tries to say, like, you know the law of the land? Yes. Right? People say that in English. Well, he's a judge. Like, he's a lawyer in okay. Tunisia. And he can't remember. He goes, he goes the land of the Lola land. And that's how he says it. And he pretends to be like an American lawyer when he does that. And that's like his impersonation of American lawyers. He goes, la land, la 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 land. And I was like, all right, the law of the land, that's what you're trying to say? Okay. Well, anyways, this uncle, he doesn't understand that much, but he heard just the intro because then he's like, then I couldn't understand shit. But I listened to the intro of the song. So he could understand, he could feel the music. Yeah, he could feel the music and he understood. He goes, Alisha, it's me born. You know, and they're like, like, and why are they saying that you're gay? <laughs> and I was like, What? He's like, yeah, they're like, and Sammy's gay. And I was like, oh, Thank my. Thank you. Oh, that's- my God. No. I was like, they call me because my name is Kobrosli, right? But that's way too difficult to say. So people call me Sammy K. And he was like, oh. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And Sammy gay. And then he then he immediately, he's like, all right, well, I got to get going. I have to I have to tell your aunt something. And I was like, you already announced it to the family that I'm gay because you heard on this. He's like, I just got to tell your aunt something. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Have fun. And he just hung up on me. So anyways, this intro is becoming very confusing, not only to, <laughs> to the listeners, but to my family. All of her music is. The intro, the outro. I thought the outro said, and Sam is just queer. No, like, okay. And it's Sammy's not, just it's weird. weird. People just, they keep on putting in their own words, all right? Oh my God, that's so good. I swear, it's all of our songs. Do I live all in the spectrum? Absolutely. Okay, but come on, man. If I want to, like, I've kissed the guy before. That was Whatever. years ago, though. I feel like you haven't had, like, you know. I haven't had male on male action in a while. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're, I don't even know what you're trying to say with that's it. That's what I was just going to say, yes. Oh my God, that's so hysterical. I, nobody can understand the words to any of our songs. It's so funny. And the, and the Sarah Queef thing, too. 
Well, that's that's hysterical. Oh that's, god, we got to play that again because people want to hear it all the time. This I'm guy, dead. this listener, made me a song. You know, last last week I was I came in and I I don't know I was it experiencing so this weird. You know, my hoo ha was having these gas fits, and then a listener takes it upon themselves to make a song about my hoo ha farting. Can we also just say for anyone that just started tuning in last week, we promise they're not always like this. It's usually not like a week and a half straight of Sarah's, you know. It's true, yeah. It's actually been the first time, I think. Yeah, dude. I've never even heard you say that before. Well, hopefully we give you a mix of entertaining material. You know, hence the songs, and then some things that are inspiring and, and make you think. Okay, that's the inspiring part. Yes, yeah. because even well, no, 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 anyone can get over that. No matter no. what your body function, trust me, you can get over it with a rap song. The real part is the compelling interviews we do. Okay, like with Joe Madison, with Barbara Kay, mm, who I love Joe. was anti pitbull Joe Madison's a very historic civil rights activist. You know, we try and have amazing interesting people. journalists, Tracy Braxton, you name it. Anyway. Um, well, welcome to the podcast, the Hey Frazier podcast. I'm Sarah Frazier, along with my co-host, Sammy K. Uh, Sammy K. K with a K. K, not Sammy K. <laughs> Sammy K. Um, literally the letter K. Lots to talk about on this show. First of all, I want to ask you, because I'm already obsessed with this, and I want to know if it's a sick obsession. Jean Benet Ramsey, you all remember her. She was oh, like God. the seven-year-old girl who was killed. This was like back in 1996, okay? But no, her murder has never been solved. And now CBS is releasing, much like Making a Murderer, this ongoing um, seven-part series or whatever it is mm-hmm. of taking a look. They've hired all these experts that have come in from all over the world to solve who actually killed her. And once and for all, was it the brother, Burke, or was it the parents? Mm-hmm. Okay, now Patsy ran... <laughs> it is. You are so obs- Like, you are getting into so much detail. Like, hold I'm on. So when I, it's funny because when you mentioned, like, this John Bonet Ramsey thing, before I even watched, like, the trailer. Yes. Okay, oh, the trailer is so good. Before I even watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, she was the little girl that got murdered. The, the beauty. Like, I didn't you really. You remember? I, no, here's the thing. You remember, but not as much detail as you do like you remember oh, this like you story. literally go to bed every night and you read that and then you read a bible you know what i mean like <laughs> that is so kind of true true oh my god <laughs> well usually my mindfulness books um so anyway we'll talk about my obsession more with jean benet ramsey i want to know your thoughts on because the the series is coming out september 8th but some people are not happy with the extent to which um CBS has gone to do this kind of sort of murder doc, but you know? what kind of extent? That's what, that's what I was confused at what were people were so upset about. Like, it's because been Because it wasn't years. like, it wasn't like the um, serial, I'll get into it. I'll, okay. I'll tell you more about that. Okay, so th- that we've got to talk about. Also, we have started a GoFundMe. This is our very first GoFundMe project ever. We talked about this at our live show. So if you were there, you heard this. But if you're not, if you weren't, you didn't. Um, the Trump Hotel is opening here in D.C. in September, and they are offering on election night a $33,000 suite. Okay? Presidential suite. Which is absolutely ridiculous. 6,300 square feet. Yes. There's a gym in there. There's a dining room table uh-huh. for 20 people. Uh-huh. There's a private entrance, you know, because God forbid you have to, you know, be... You have to even, like, mingle with the plebeians. Right, exactly. So we have started a GoFundMe because, fuck that, we want you to come and party Animal House style at this $33,000 suite. We're going to raise the money and throw the most epic party of all time. This is going to get us in so much trouble. I don't care. 
here, America. This is what America's all about. This will make America great again? This will make election night great again. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm ready for it. Do you understand that? We'll give you details of the GoFundMe and what you get by your donation. This is going to be awesome. What? No, I was yeah. going to say, you understand this is going to get out of hand really quick, right? Great. I hope it does get out of hand. Okay. Yeah. We're literally hitting, we're just lighting the fuse right now, Sarah. It's going to explode sooner or later. Well, please, I'm ready for the explosion. This is going to be so good. <laughs> and then when people say to you, Sammy, yes. I hope you're well. They write you an email, they text you, they see you after they haven't seen you, and they run into you on the street, and they they go, oh, Sammy Kay, Sammy Kay. You asshole. (laughs) I hope. How you doing? Oh, my God, Snacklins is doing so well. The podcast got picked up. I saw that. You know, I hope you're doing well, man. You think that's the most sincere statement anybody can make? I hope you're doing well. Well, if someone texts me, I hope you're doing well, Mm -hmm. I ask them who died. Because I'm mean, like, why the hell are you even hitting me up? Like, we don't really talk that much. And if we do talk, really? and if we do talk, we don't talk like that. Like, my friends don't ever. I can think of maybe three conversations where it actually took me writing, like, I hope you're doing well, man. I hope you're but doing actually, well. Actually, like, you know, that I've actually sent my friends before. Uh, we will discuss if I hope you're doing well is the most sincere thing that you can write or say to anybody. That is all coming up. Yesterday, we told you to uh, email us, text us, social media us. A guy who is 27 years old named Daryl, he says, hey, Sarah and Sammy, love the podcast. I'm Ooh. 27. Just finished college a couple of weeks, a couple of years ago. Sorry. I've been dating an incredible woman for the past three years, and I'm going to ask her to marry me. But here's the deal. I don't have any money for an engagement ring. Do you think it's okay to ask her to marry me without the ring? Um, and by the way, most people on our social media said, uh, yeah, they thought it was fine. That's bullshit. They you, think it's fine until it's them. <laughs> Everyone says that, okay? So and they do think you it's fine think until you need something? Well, that's why I've always said. I always have this, like, it's, it's a joke. But in some ways, I kind of want to be serious about it, that I will never buy a woman an engagement ring. I'm going to get on one knee. I'm going to open up a ring box, and inside I'm just going to unfold this piece of paper and be like, look at this. I put $10,000 into a bank account for our future child's you know, college fund or future. Boom. Boom. There you go. Will you marry me? And they'll be like, what? And I'll be like, well, the ring. You know, and, I, if they say this no, is, and if they say no, then I know they're not in it for the long haul. Boom. I cash out. And clearly you cash out. And I go and I grow out a mullet, and I buy myself a Ferrari. Oh, my God. Is that what people still do? Uh, no, I don't no? think so. Okay. I really I don't. don't. Yeah. Um, all right. Fascinating. Okay. Because um, I agree with you. I think when push comes to shove, I'm not sure that people would actually say yes. But the majority of people on Twitter and social media yesterday, men and women, said that they, in fact, would say yes without a ring if they truly love somebody. Okay. Look at me. And I, I'm going to say this. I actually agree with people. I don't think you need the ring anymore. I think if you're truly in love with somebody, and I've kissed a ton of frogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Sarah, I want you to be honest with me, okay? Look, I'm going to put everyone on hold here for a second, okay? What? Play some just good background music, need. all right? Listen, listen, this is just you and me now. No one else is listening, okay? See, people are on hold. You and Dan. Uh-huh. He gets on one knee. He goes, Sarah, I want you to marry me. I want you to spend the rest of your life with me. And then he gets up, and he just looks at you. Waiting for a response, Sarah, because he never busted out that ring. Are you still going to say yes without the ring? Yeah. I mean, I would have That's a- bullshit. <laughs> That's complete bullshit, Sarah. If Dan proposed and he did not have even something to put on. Here's why I know it's bullshit. What are you going to Instagram? 
You can't Instagram your feelings. I'm engaged. I'm engaged. And you showed nothing. And then write down true love really counts. Hashtag. Yes, no. That's a great post that right there. That is bullshit, Sarah. You would be infuriated. No, I wouldn't. Honestly, God, I love that post. I'm going to steal that post idea. I think, when, like I said, I used to want this crazy wedding and all this stuff. I don't care about that anymore. Honestly, I feel like I'm just going to go to the courthouse and get married. You're just as married. And the only time ever that Dan and I went to look at rings, the one I picked out was $65,000. Jeez. It was. And so I thought to myself, you know, I'll just hold out until that. And then if and then if in 10 years or 15 years I can't afford the $65,000 one because, again, my priorities have probably shifted to whatever else is going on in the world and I feel like a $65,000 ring is kind of frivolous, then... I'll just, like, get, like, a band that hopefully won't turn my finger green. All right. Dan gets on one knee. Okay? He goes, Sarah, will you be my lawfully wedded wife or whatever the hell people say when they're getting engaged? Yeah. Okay? And then he pulls out a pair of matching Crocs <laughs> so that you guys can, you know, have matching Crocs. That way people know that you're engaged now because only people that are married would have matching fucking Crocs. <laughs> okay? You sit there and do you say yes or do you say No. No. I say no. That's where I draw the line. That's where you draw because the that's line? that's so tacky. What are we going to do? Okay, where is it going to go from there? Well, the think about... You cat think- matching cat sweaters? Are we going to be that family that travels abroad and all dresses alike? No. Well, that's how you keep track of them. <laughs> Have you seen the person? They look like me, only about this tall. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's that's how you find people. Either that <laughs> or light-up shoes. Do you think... Um, okay, so there it is. It's settled. If you disagree with us, you can follow us on social media. So no to the matching Crocs. Okay. All right. That's where I draw the line. I don't Dan, return tanky. the Crocs. Um, follow us on socials. I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at HeyFrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E. And then on Snapchat, HeyFrage Show. Sammy's on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. The Sammy K. K. And S-A-M-Y-K. You have a you, lot Sarah. of people searching something else yeah, today. Yeah, I know. That's fine. That's fine with me. But please, please, please follow us on social media and tell a friend about the podcast. Would you share it with someone and then let us know when you do? We're going to send you random virtual hugs. Mm. Yeah, we'll send you a virtual kiss. So share it with a friend and then review us on iTunes, okay? Hey, Fresh Podcast, review us. Give us a five-star review, please, and write something clever. We love you. Um, do you think that having a job that's toxic, being in a toxic work environment, can actually physically make you sick? Oh, my God. Yeah, You're at absolutely. a bad job? Absolutely. You know, does it, does it amaze you how, I guess, personally affected people are by things like their environment? Um, it does amaze me because I will say I have some people that I know that they get way too affected by it, you know? Really? Or, like, they go to a shitty job and they have a shitty week and they're just, like, ill and they're depressed. And they're, this is like, guys, it's a job. Like... Jobs are shitty some weeks. That's kind of the point of a job, isn't it? Well, there's highs and lows, but then I think there's actually toxic environments where you have a boss that, like, pits people against each other, where you, you know, you have a, an employee who is absolutely awful to work with, but the company insists on keeping them. Like, those types of environments, I feel like, breed, you know, just, like, distrust and craziness, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 
I mean, yeah, I've been there before. And, I mean, it definitely is stress. Like, I remember having, like, really, really bad, like, stomach pains and, like, throwing up and stuff. Yes. And it was... Well, you're, you're right. Like, so when people become, like, like, honest, chronic fatigue syndrome is one of the things on the story. This was done by Inc.com, by the way. And it's by Frontiers of Psychology. They say that now if you work in a toxic environment for a long period of time, you can actually develop health issues that are ongoing and, in fact, real. Headaches are one of the things. Chronic fatigue syndrome was one of the things. What did you say? You said stomach? I literally had stomach pains and I'd throw up. Wow. This the story is unbelievable. It goes on to talk about all the things that essentially are affiliated if you suffer severe work burnout. They also say um, when an employee's unconscious needs, implicit affiliation and power motives don't line up with their job characteristics and, quote, environmental misfit incurs environmental misfits occur uh this is the main cause of burnout a physical and mental loss of motivation so physical burnout actually happens and then other health side effects can show up oh absolutely i think it can happen wow too much human interaction um leads to burnout too they say that if an employee always wants you there if your job is 24 7 that will also cause burnout that that's it. Like you can, you, you actually suffer from that, and then your mind really stops working. Yeah, like but I'm also going to say that thrive. some jobs you need that. You know what I mean? Like you need that mental toughness to do it. Otherwise, you are going to. You know what I mean? But that's what makes the great people great at it, and the oh, that's, and other people quit so quickly. That's true. That's an interesting. I just think I like don't I would know, give you know? law as a great example because I have a lot of friends that have their law degrees that couldn't be an associate for more than two years. You know. And they just do something else now. They use their law degree for something else. Do they have any regrets? No. I but, know. But, it's, but, it's, but I have friends that have law degrees and now are lawyers, and they dealt with that, and they love it. But their mental toughness game is way different. And that's, you know, they're different kinds of people. Not saying that one's better than the other. It's just different. Uh, no, I totally agree with you. But I, I think it's just important to know that. Because I think sometimes when you're in an environment, right, mm-hmm. and you get going in the workplace, and then gradually it becomes more and more toxic, and you become... You know, the employees, your coworkers, the bosses become crazier and crazier. You begin to, like, ask yourself, well, is this normal? Does everybody go through this? Is this the way it should be? So I think it's important to realize that, no, you know, a crazy work environment actually can make you physically ill. Because sometimes you don't realize, I think. In the past, I haven't always – it took me many years to pick up, like, oh, my God – majority of other work environments are not like this. And this conversation, Sarah, has actually made me realize that I work in a toxic work environment with you here. <laughs> How? How? Have you not heard the first 20 minutes of the show? Okay? What? What? A toxic work environment. Question my sexuality. Call me furry. Oh, no. Do you, you think, think I pick on you? I never want to pick on you. No, I don't give a shit. I think it's funny, actually. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You People forget, like, my parents and I, like, my dad, my stepmom, and I especially... That was how we showed we liked each other. They would just incessantly make fun of me. That's terrible, Like, incessantly. But, I mean, but I would be laughing, and I would make fun of them, and they would laugh, and we'd always be doing pranks and jokes. But the thing, people go, that's terrible. Be like, no, it's terrible is that your parents couldn't think they could make a joke with you. (laughs) Like, my dad looked at me. He goes, holy shit, son. Your head is so big that you have to buy a shirt size up just to fit your head into the hole. Like, (laughs) and he'd call me egghead. Like, and that was it. And that was, but I mean, it's, but it's the truth. My head's big. Like, I have a big head. But, like, my mom, last week when you were talking about how you're your parents basically said that your dad used to say that you were karma for all the bad things that your which dad did. Which is true. Did. Which is terrible. absolutely true. My mom was like, please tell me that's not true. I was like, I 
don't no, it's know. It's true. It is true. That's awful. It is true, Alicia. Mr. Okay? Crow Brosley. But it's we love but, hold on, but stop saying it's awful. That's how we've like my family everyone on on both sides of my family, we've always joked around with each other. We always make fun of each other. Like, you know, that's it. Like, you just, I think it's, if you're raising, like, you guys don't. You guys are lovey-dovey, you know? You're always Oh, yeah, telling, we are. We are like, oh, my God, I love you. I can't wait to hug you. Nee. I can't wait to kiss you. Nah, nah, nah. Like, with my family, it's not that. It's like, so, you next to an ugly girl? Oh, okay. We figured. So, we saw your Facebook. Who's that really, like, you know, and they're always making fun of us. Like, that's what we do. We poke fun at each other. But that's how we show that we love each other. That's like the... Like, okay. my cousins, we come, we've, I, I haven't seen them in two years. First thing I go is, what the fuck happened to your head? <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I was like, what happened? You used to have hair here and here and here. Like, that's the first thing we'll say to them, you know? And they'll look at me like, remember when you used to be skinnier? Like, and that's oh. just, what, but it's funny. Like, we're funny. Like, we're, we laugh about it. We're giggling. Then we go, we, ha- you know, have a hug. He goes and he puts in some hair gel and pretends like he's not balding. And I go, eat myself a slice of pizza. Like... No one cares. Like, we have such, like, I think that's the issue. People have such thin skin, they hear these stories and they go, Well, I would, but but that's not you, though. Well, I feel like. We're different. Like, in my family, that's how it is. And that's how we really honestly show. Like, if they stopped making fun of me, I was like, Well, what the fuck's going on? You know? Like, I would be really weirded out by that because that's like the endearing part about it. You know, the people that I can truly be serious with and look at my flaws and just make fun of them. That's what a family really should be. It shouldn't be let's lie about it and say, oh, no, you're beautiful anyways. Like, no, if you were in my family, they would look at you and be like, Sarah, you're a four. You're a fantastic four. Okay, but you are a four. And you would sit there and you would look at yourself and be like, you know what? Actually, I am a four. Let me embrace it. Let me do this. I got it rocking. Boom. You can still dress nice. You can you're still so do stuff. You're so full of crap. People so, online are mad, too, at you. When you I say told that, you, people get very upset. You're a national four. I think in D.C., you're maybe an eight or a seven. But nationally, you're a four. Anyway, people get very upset. Well, I'm okay, about to piss off that, people in D.C., too. If so. that works for you, then that's your family environment. Then it's true. You know, it's great. I love it. Okay. Like, my kids, I'm going to make fun of them. Oh, I already said that if I have a child, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play him all Weird Al music growing up because it'll be the funniest, longest joke of all time. It's not going to be till he's at someone's house randomly or their parents or he's in a car and he listens to the radio and he hears the original version of Beat It. And he's like, oh, my God, did you guys know this is a cover of a Weird Al song? <laughs> And that this is kid, so bad. That's how this, you're going to mess with your kids. Dude, and it's going to take years for the jokes to kick in. But, oh, my God, they're going to be little sprinkles of joy throughout his life that I can always enjoy. Or her life. Did you guys know this cover of Eat It? Oh, my God. Yeah, did you guys know Weird Al also does? Holy shit. Who's this guy that's covering that Weird Al song, Amish Paradise? Like, that's funny. That is going to oh be God, funny. Oh, my God, Weird Al. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but more women are walking around with shower caps on. Uh, have you have you taken note of this? I see this all the time, Sarah. You do? Yes, Sarah. I live in D.C. I know. I know. I guess I don't see it so much over there in Northern Virginia. I got to get out more. Uh, New York Times has a story that more women of all races are actually wearing shower caps out to try and fight the humidity that is happening this summer. Um, of course, more and more women get blowouts. I used to do this. That are at least forty dollars a week. Plus, uh-huh. you know, your hair treatment is usually anywhere from two hundred to four hundred dollars every couple of months. Yeah. 
So in order to keep that sleek look, more women admit that they are going out on friend dates and even regular dates or out with their boyfriends wearing a shower cap in order to fight off the humidity and keep their blow dry looking as good as possible. Does this seem ridiculous? No, it doesn't. I mean, are you kidding? This seems so ridiculous. I'm spending, what'd you say, $40 a week. Okay. $40 a week. Well, one of the women they profiled spends $40 a week on a blowout. Okay. So 160 a month. Like $200, two to $300 every quarter. So about um, $1,200 a year in hair treatment. I mean, that's just in that hair treatment. Plus, you're talking about $160. Like, dude, if you're spending that many, like what? That's like shit, man. It's like three, four thousand dollars, and you're gonna go and you're gonna ruin that hair treatment, that four thousand dollar hair treatment, just so you can go get some Chinese food. Absolutely not, Sarah. They just look so bad. Like you take care of it. No, where are the hair? Like who cares? No one cares. Who's gonna sit there and do anything? Congratulations. Oh, you got a Snapchat of a random person that no one knows and that I don't know you either. So it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> You're going to be on someone's Snapchat. I'm on people's Snapchats all the time. I can see them taking pictures of me. I don't care. I think it's funny. Most of the time you have your butt crack hanging out. So that's Which, why. again, sometimes if I can feel the breeze going, I'll show it more. <laughs> Let them get that good snap. A company called ShowerCap. S-H-H. Three H's. S-H-H-H. Hour. ShowerCap. ShowerCap. is a line of turban-shaped shower caps that you can now wear out. And apparently more and more women are buying them. They're paying forty to, up to 40 to $60 for these custom turbans and shower caps that you can now wear that will help ward off that mist and uh, Are they fashionable humidity. at least? Yeah, like, this one's nice. It's be, look at that. That one's very chic. Yeah, I mean, if you wore that. I'd wear that. I'd actually wear that. You're right. I mean, I would wear that. It doesn't look like a traditional shower cap. Although some yeah, it's not like you're it. walking around with a plastic one from the Motel well, 6. Well, that actually is a plastic one from Motel uh, Okay, but I think that is kind of it's just like point? with a design. What's the point of I guess is it is it only to stop the uh, the humidity on top of the head or is it supposed are you supposed to put all your hair in it? I You're thought. supposed to put all your hair in it. Okay, because the models are not are not advertising it correctly. Then. I know they should probably change their website. <laughs> Shop the collection. Here you go. Yeah, you're supposed to put all your hair. Dude, you're gonna those. look like an 85 year old woman. Forty three dollars. For these shower caps. Yeah, okay. So, if it keeps that hair. That's crazy. I'd wear it as a fashion thing, but I just think that's one of the most ridiculous things. Do you have the trailer for the JonBenet Ramsey um, series that's coming out September 18th on CBS? Are you CBS? ready? I'll be so addicted to this. Oh, my God. I can't wait. 18th, as I mentioned, is when it's going to be out. And I'm just like, I can't wait. And it's, of course, a lot of people are very, very upset about this with CBS because they hired a full team of like expert detectives and mm-hmm. for all these people that they brought in for this, which they're saying like with making a murderer or with serial. 
you know, those people were like call to action. They basically were saying, look, there's this guy, Adnan Saeed. He is innocent. Like, this is all the injustices yeah. that happen. But with this case, um, the Denver, Colorado Police Department actually declared that um, Patsy Ramsey and her husband were no longer suspects about seven years ago. Uh-huh. They said that they weren't them. And then they've had all these copycats. So anyhow, a lot of people feel like they're rehashing this again and really stalking these people yeah. that have kind of been cleared of this death instead of like Stephen Avery it's like well did he do it did he not do it it? but he's serving life in jail but they've already come to say that these guys were innocent so how come you're bringing it up again so do you feel like I mean I know you won't be watching that's pretty shitty I mean that's if you're thinking about it if I mean if okay here what's your take as of now it is shown that they did not murder or kidnap their daughter in any way. Correct. Okay? And so Patsy Ramsey is dead. She died. Okay. This is a tragic incident for the husband. Okay? Mm-hmm. His family was ripped apart. Now his wife has passed. His son has been accused. He's been accused. Okay? Finally, seven years ago, after, what, 16, 17 years? Years, yes. Okay? It finally goes to, like, it finally goes to rest. And then now you're going to bring it up? And hire 20 new people. Like, where were you with that money to go search for it when it was actually important to us? You know what I mean? Where were you doing? Like, the fact you're doing it now doesn't. Sh- I think the difference is, like you said, the other shows came from a place of justice. These ones are. This one is the way they're pitching it. It's comes completely from a place sensationalist. Of, it's completely. I mean, the only way they can make it more sensationalized is to have Haley Joel Osment play John Bonet Ramsey. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that's the only way that it could be more sensationalized than it already is. That oh, I, I think this is going to be... Pr- I don't know. I'm not going to be watching it. But I think well, see, it will I'm, be... Oh, I want to watch because they claim in the trailer that they're going to reveal really the theory of who did it. So my question is... And, you know, of course, the whole theory behind this and reading it from, like, the Rolling Stone article and everything mm-hmm. is that they do believe the parents did it. That essentially Patsy Ramsey did kill her. And then stage the scene to make it look like there was an intruder and a murderer. Because they're just saying that the way she was killed and then the so-called like broken window and everything and the ransom note it was just so odd but that it had to be an inside job. I just, she's dead. Like, she's dead. But don't you think people want to know? But I mean, your thing, I don't know. But it's, it's not like, your tragedy. It's the, like... I think that if you would have, you know, take it back. Like, this is a tragedy between the family, that police department, the neighbors, that community. It's not a national tragedy, okay? Her death in no way, in no way affected this country, okay? It wasn't like a terrorist attack. It wasn't like, you know, some sort of political uprise. It was just, it was a news story that they sensationalized. Like, and let's be honest, did, was this country dramatically changed over that? Um, no, they exploited it. That was it. Like, it's not like they sat and they have stricter laws. They've done this. Like, no, they pretend they did. But really, people are just trying to get on TV. And how is that any different now? Like, I don't know. Good question. But I, I'm, I, I'm going to have to tune in out of curiosity because the trailer was so good. The trailer is everywhere, by the way. It's on my Facebook page, which is Hey Fresh Podcast. You can take a look. It's an intense trailer. It is. An, the trailer is so good. But I, I, reading all this controversy, I feel bad watching it. When um, people say to you, I hope you're well. I hope you're well, Sarah. Do you think that's the most sincere thing that someone could say to you? Well, the way you just said it to me sounded sarcastic as <laughs> shit. So, no. Not anymore. <laughs> well, you're correct. It, apparently, it's time to stop writing and texting people, I hope you're well. Because, in fact, it's the most insincere thing you can say to people. I was actually just... Really? I say this all the time to well, people. But you're very insincere, though, Sarah. <laughs> Okay, like, look, at when I say this, okay, not. when I say, I, ho- I just was racking my brain, I was thinking about it. When I say, I hope you're well, I am saying that because I don't want to say, 
I hope shit's still going all right for you. You know what I mean? Like, I hope you're still living a shitty life. Like, you just you want to be positive, but yet you don't really have anything personal to attach to it because you don't really have a personal connection. So you go, yeah, I hope everything's well. Well, okay, this is from New York Magazine. They say, and a writer there who's an etiquette expert says, I hope you're well is the most hollow greeting that someone can send, whether you're texting it or putting in an email. We need to all make a conscious effort to stop using this this, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, expression. That's what I was about to call it. Jesus, sorry, guys. Oh, my God, that hurts so much. I praised the wrong God. Oh, my God. Ah. Um... I hope you're well is just the worst thing that they're saying. In fact, when people now say it, because it's been so overused, most people think it's fake and insincere. It is fake and insincere, Sarah. As an alternative, you should be using something direct about them. Now that almost everybody is online, if you are interested in reaching out to someone that you haven't seen in years, at least beforehand do some research. Did they recently go on a trip? Have they got a new job? Are you LinkedIn friends with them and they've done something new or published a paper? Bring that up. Hey, I saw you just came back from a family vacation. How was it? Long time no chat. Sammy K. Something like that is more engaging. But they're saying, I hope you're well is just absolutely lame. It's like you have nothing else to say. It's like you want to get off the text with them before the conversation even yep. starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I say that all the time. I feel I, All these things I do. Well, because that's not what you actually say. Like, to a true friend, you don't walk right. up and say, I hope you're going. I hope everything's going well with you. I hope you're doing well. You don't. You go, oh, my God, how's life? How's the kids? How's the wife? How's your job? Did you ever go to Bermuda? Did you ever get your STD checked out? Like, that's the stuff that you you talk more direct to them. I never go, how are you? Are you well? well. Like, that's what I bring up to my aunt that I don't really talk to that often, and I see her once every three years. When I see her, and I haven't seen her since I was, you know, 24 years old, I go, oh, how are you? Are you well? (laughs) Like, that's it. You know, I go, uh, comment ça va? Ça va? Like, that's it. I'm like, ah, like it's not. Like, I don't really care. God, I got so many things I need to improve. I use that all the time. You're not supposed to say you're busy anymore with friends. That word kills friendships. People just stop reaching out to you. Oh, I think just tell you're them not busy. Actually, I've been doing that on purpose now ever since you told me that article to get people to stop reaching out to me. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's been successful. Yeah, it's been successful as shit. Yeah, so successful. Uh, the other thing too that I hope you're well screams they say is that you want something. Like you're reaching out to someone that you haven't said, hey, you know, and I, I'm so guilty of this too. Like people in the past that I want either to be like a guest on the show or I want a favor from, mm-hmm. I always write, hey, so-and-so, I know we haven't talked in a long time. Like, I hope you're well. Yeah. They say it's the giveaway for that you want something. Yeah. this one just That's why my new theory is I, I love that article. I, I text them. I don't say hi. I don't say what's up. I don't say any of this bullshit that people try to do because it's small talk. I can read through that BS. I go, I need this on this date. And I can pay this. Or I need this on this date. Can you help? That's it. I don't even say. And like they'll write back to like. That's smart. That's what they're saying to do in Direct. Go write to them. That way they know that I'm using them. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's true. But I mean, it's like you're not going to lead with, hey, I just want to use you. Yeah. But I mean, you might as well because at least it's honesty. Well, that's true. That's what the article basically says. You might as well lead with that. I actually had to do that. I recently like was talking to someone. So you're never going to. But people aren't going to appreciate that when they go, hey, look, Kelly, you know, I know we haven't talked in five years, but I was wondering if you could, you know, do this PR project for me. I just kind of want to use you. I have honestly used that and I've gotten a job out of it. I walked into the you job. You did? Yes. I walked in and like, and they were like, so what's your goal here? I was like, honestly, I don't want to do this full time. I just want to use you to get some experience and to make some money in the meanwhile. And that's it. And they go, 
so you want to use this? I go, yeah, I'm just being honest with you. Like, this has no benefit towards you at all. It only has benefit towards me. There's nothing I can offer you. I just want to use you to learn from you guys and to also, you know, take that knowledge and to possibly make some cash in the meanwhile. Oh, my God. I guess they did. Hired. Really? Hell yeah, man. Wow. If you've actually been, like, that honest and then got a job, we'd love to hear from you. Sarah. S-A-R-A-H at HeyFrage.com. Or do you think, hope you're well is the most insincere thing you can say. And I brought you so much brioche off that deal anyways. So you should be happy I did. Oh, yes. I know what deal I was like, I got about. nothing to offer you guys. I mean, I'm, I'm shitty. I don't, I've never done this before. I don't really have any experience. But I want to use you guys to learn how to make all this bread, how to do all this. And, uh, and it works, man. If you're telling them you're God, honest. you made good stuff, too. Yeah, and you go, you're honest. And there we go, cool. I go, so whatever I can help you out with, tell me, I'll help. But remember, I'm using you to make some money and to learn how to do this on a mass level. What's going on in your life? Before we talk about the GoFundMe that we just launched and how you can get involved with this, um, what's going on with you? Well, Sarah, I was more or less wondering what's going on with Dan's family and are they all right? Why? What do you mean? You have not heard this? They're from Michigan, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Well, Sarah, have you not heard the biggest news story in Michigan since the Detroit riots? Um, well, all I can think of is the lead story. You know, the... That's a big story, too. Totally yeah. forgot about Flint, Michigan. My <laughs> yeah. bad. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> I'm about to get a lot of hate mail for that. Um, oops. Well, anyways. Okay, maybe well, the second biggest story oh, okay. in Michigan okay. that people yeah, are missing. when they poisoned all those kids in Flint? That I, one. I was, trying to, I was trying to block out all the negative memories I had of my country. But anyways, fish with human teeth are being found in Michigan lakes. What? Do you understand this, Sarah? Okay. Fishermen in Michigan have been catching fish with human-looking teeth. Now, you know what the problem here is? What? Those fish aren't native to Michigan. They're native to South America, and as a matter of fact, they are actually, when their name is loosely translated, the paku, as what it's called there, it means testicle-eating fish. <laughs> Oh, my God. I think I've seen a picture of one of these. They're the called Paku. testicle, or if I Google testicle te- eating testicle fish. Testicle eating fish, okay? They have found them. They think it's an invasive species of some sort. They think that maybe it was, you know, someone was collecting them or had them in an aquarium. Wait, what waters, free. though? Lake Michigan, Sarah. Oh, li- yeah. like oh okay. your really? lake, okay? And all the other Michigan lakes, too. Oh, my God. So you understand, if you're out there swimming in Michigan, which I know you and Dan, you guys like to dip your toes in. He likes to dip his whole body in. But they are notoriously known for swimming directly into the swimming trunks and noshing on the first thing that they see, which happens to be the cules. <gasps> okay, it says that they are, for the most part, though, mostly vegetarian. Except for when they eat your testicles, Sarah. Uh. Like, that's fine. You can be mostly vegetarian, but if you bite the wrong spot, Sarah, I'm not going <laughs> to care. Oh, my God, these things are crazy. It's so funny because I was just up in Michigan this summer, and we didn't swim in the... in. Um, Lake Michigan, but we were in like another little, like a tiny they lake. They say like all the other lakes in Michigan too, Sarah. Are they're now in, getting they're these. They're all getting them. You're screwed, Sarah. Oh my God. Oh, that's so gross. I don't want, oh God. You, well, you don't have testicles. So you have nothing. Oh, <laughs> that's for next week's show. Awesome. Can't wait to tune in. Well, good. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. And then also, I was mentioning this another Dan and you thing. Okay. I don't know if Oh you, God. Is this the t shirt? 
What is this? Oh, I'm not going to bring that up because I know if I bring it up, Dan will buy it and you'll hate me forever for it. Okay, well, we can talk about that one I next week. Yeah, I'll, I'm not going to bring that up because I know you'll hate me for this, okay? You already hate me for the Star Wars plates. Oh, so. those should be arriving any time, by the All way. Right. Sammy, Sammy wants Dan and I, because Dan and I have had some, like, ongoing, you know, just, like, bigger picture argument things, and I'll come in here and vent to Sammy, and I'm like, that's it, we're breaking up, and then, you know, our relationship always works out. So he's like... I've got a solution. I'm going to get you guys Star Wars plates. And whenever you're having an argument, you're going to eat off these Star Wars plates. Because that means it's you immediately making a sacrifice for Dan. And then he's going to automatically give in and things are going to be good. Okay, I wasn't really going that way, but I like how you skewed it. I was trying to say that it was you giving up something because the house is all yours, all your decorations, all your, you know, yes, plates, it is. all your cups, everything is all yes. you. Yes, he's so adjusted and you well. Don't, and you don't let Dan really have True. his. So I got you the Star Wars plate, so you guys will have to eat off those. So they're going to have to clash, and you're going to have to deal with it, Sarah. Just like you're going to have to deal with, you know, sometimes it going his way in the relationship. Not him fucking being so happy about eating off Star Wars plates that you can sit there and manipulate him. Oh and he's my a God. good man. I was going to tell you also, like with this whole thing, do you know why you enjoy eating the food you eat so much? Um, why? You I know, love like granola. You love um, that. 2% yogurt. Uh-huh. Um, do you Greek know what, yogurt. Do you know what the key is and really why you really enjoy those foods? What? Because I'll eat those foods too. And I go, holy crap, these are disgusting. Like, I can't eat them. But I've realized, and through science, I know why. Why? It's because someone else is making it for you. <laughs> scientists, well, have scientists have officially shown that when you make it yourself, okay, Carnegie Mellon University said, and they actually tested out with sandwiches, to be exact, that when you make the sandwich yourself, right, you're putting the lettuce on there, you're putting the mayonnaise, you are seeing it and you're consuming it with your eyes as you make it. So by the time you actually eat the sandwich, you're not all, you're, that. You're not all that happy about it because you've already consumed 50% of it with your mind. Really? Well, as opposed to you, sir. That's why you can eat such disgusting horse and rabbit food is because someone else is preparing it for you. Dan, me, Dan cut out my mangoes and strawberries this morning. Mm -hmm. this, what do you think I had for breakfast this morning? Mangoes. I changed it up. Okay, I'm going to say mangoes. Some Greek, no, Activia. What's that stuff? That the old <laughs> Activia, that stuff. Um, and then I'm going to say maybe a handful of chia seeds. Wrong. I had cut mango and strawberries that Dan prepared. I had one slice of, uh, a small slice of um, whole wheat bread with peanut butter on it okay. and one egg. Look at you. You were rowdy today. I know. I did. I got crazy. And do you understand it was delicious that too. if you had made that yours, like now tomorrow I want you to make yourself that same meal. I had been making the yogurt and I said this morning, Dan, I can't have any more yogurt. I can't take it. I've and been making the yogurt. Did you just call <laughs> opening up a fucking packet of yogurt out of your fridge making <laughs> yes i prepared it because i put a lot of things in my yogurt and granola all right we're moving on this is a lost cause <laughs> all right look um we hope that you think this is a genius idea like we do and we want you to support and come party because we are going to throw the most epic election night party of all time on um, the live show that happened over the weekend we talked about this and i'm calling her out nikki depandy said that she would buy she would donate the 30 grand okay <laughs> You're going to call her out like yeah, that? Sure. Good. Absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to share this on her Facebook page. So here's the thing. Donald Trump's hotel here in D.C., which is absolutely ridiculous. No one's ever going to stay there, is opening in September, okay? Mm -hmm. And they have a presidential suite on election night that rents for $33,000, okay? And this suite, holds, it holds like 300 people, all right? 
20-person dining room 300 table. 300 people. Uh, well, we're going to get 300 in there because that's how many people are going to oh, donate. 20-person dining room table. you got a gym. You have a little social area. So I think that over the course of the 24 hours that we have the hotel room, yes, we can get 300 people in no problem. The GoFundMe is, is GoFundMe.com backslash election night party. Okay, we're looking to raise $37,000 because we're going to have a live petting zoo in this hotel. Okay. Here's the description I wrote. I didn't I didn't ask you to help me, so I hope this isn't too offensive, okay? Oh god, I cannot wait here. Actually, you know what? I was thinking we gotta make sure that we played this song this over offensive? and over again when we were there doing it. Oh, we're having a live DJ. I'm getting a DJ. Yeah, good. And they're gonna play this song over and over again. Alright, here's our GoFundMe. Let's make election night great again. The Hay for Each podcast is throwing the most epic animal house party on election night, November 8th, at the Trump Hotel in DC, and we want you there. The new Trump Hotel DC has a presidential suite that is 6,300 square feet with a private gym, dining room for 20, two big bedrooms, yeah. plus a private entrance, because God forbid you gotta enter a hotel with trashy tourists. Does it have a tanning booth? How do I get that orange glow, Sarah? You, we'll totally we'll bring spray paint as well. Woo. We're gonna celebrate this ridiculousness of the suite and host the most epic election night party of all time. Bring your husband and bring your wife because you're going to have a live petting zoo in the room, mm-hmm. tons of immigrants, a giant homie <laughs> wong. <laughs> I'm going to invite a bunch of immigrants. I am. So me? Yes. Tons of immigrants, a giant homemade wall that you can climb over, a DJ, a porn star, Maryland's most worked and largest endowed male porn star will be there and enough booze to make sure you pee on the carpet. We can't wait to have you there. Hi, I'm Sarah Frazier and my co-host Sammy Kay and I are going to host and do our popular Hey Frazier podcast live in the Trump suite. Sammy and I will spend your money wisely on the hotel room, petting zoo, and the wall. Here's what you get when you donate. $15 gets you a Hey Frazier podcast koozie. Okay. A $20 donation gets you a virtual high five. Sammy and I will make you a custom video thanking you for your donation. $40 donation gets you a limited edition Hey Frish t-shirt. $75 donation gets you a call of wisdom. Sammy and I will personally call you and give you a motivational message of the day. What's up? A $100 donation gets you a t-shirt, a koozie, and a chance to sit in on the Hey Frish podcast at any time. We work around you. $250 donation gets you a cut the line pass and a reserved piece of gym equipment. $500 donation gets you a Hey Frish t-shirt, a signed autograph from Sammy and myself, reserved seat at the 20-person dining room table, and cut the line pass. And a five grand donation gets you a private bedroom. This party is going to be huge. Don't miss it. Would wow. you donate to that? I mean, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Would you donate to that? I mean, I think that I think everything was good at that except for the, we're going to have a petting zoo. We're going to have immigrants. We are. Like, this is for real. We want you to share this today. We want you to donate, and we are going to host this. It's going to be epic, okay? Seriously. I, we are going to piss on this carpet, all right? You want to start trash? You want to, like, you want trouble? I'll bring the trouble. We okay? know. Five, four, 135 pounds of whiteness, all right? I think we should try to get Jose Andres to come and cater it. I bet yes. you he would, you know. There's got to be people that, he's, that Trump is pissed off around here that would definitely just have to show up and help out. Here's my thing, too. I have a friend who knows Chrissy Teigen and John Legend very well. Okay. And I've never, like, cashed in any favors. But I think when we get to 25000 John Legend hates Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. <laughs> yeah. So I think when we get to twenty five grand, i am going to ask John Legend if he'll come and do one song on election night in the suite. In the suite? Just yeah. Just come on in, and drop it in the suite? Any additional money that we raise, we will give to charity, okay? We'll give to any charity you want. We will also, we'll invite charities. They can climb the wall as well. 
And is the wall literally just going to be the couch flipped over? Because that's what I that's what I honestly envision. We're like, we got a wall, guys. But we just take a couch, flip it over, and we paint white stripes on it, like little blocks, so it looks like it's made out of brick all of a sudden. No, I was going to get a carpenter to really build a wall that we could then climb over when we're there. That'd be great. I'm also going to reenact the Ghostbuster scene where they they you know they make the dining room table, they go in the ballroom, and then they rip off the thing. We're oh, gonna do you're going to do that too? Oh, all the fine china? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Bring your favorite chair they can come we'll raise money additional money at the door this will go for a good cause and we're gonna have the most epic fucking election night party do you think this is a good idea i think this is a great idea who's with me me (laughs) you know what let's put the music back on sarah i'm really feeling american what's this song i am a real i am a real american loved this at the live show. They were behind it, like I said. Nikki DePandy was behind it. We are doing this election night party. I guarantee you we can get people to show up. I mean, think about it. If you're in town that time, there's going to be some people in town. We'll invite everyone we know to come by. I bet Ryan Cabrera is going to be in town. That's the only celebrity I know. Ryan Cabrera? That's the only celebrity I have their cell phone number. In the God's name, why do we want Ryan Cabrera I don't know Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, okay? (laughs) I'm offering to bring the guy that dated Ashley Simpson. Okay? That's all I can offer at this moment. Don't you know anybody else? I'm bringing, you know, the Maryland's number one male porn star. Um, I mean, come on. Don't you know anybody? I know the guy that had Kenny Loggins play in his living room. Eric Sanchez. Eric, Eric Sanchez. Sanchez. He'll be there. <laughs> yes, I know Eric. He is genius. That man, that is, man the, is a genius. He, he is, a genius. is the king of GoFundMes. That dude could get anything GoFunded. So hopefully he'll share this. We're putting it out on our social medias today. Follow us. Donate. Tell us if you think this is a good idea. I mean, everyone clearly thinks it's a good idea, Sarah. I'm honestly, what I'm just worried about is Trump is known for just suing the shit out of people for no reason. Bring it. The best thing I could do. Okay, sue our little podcast. Fine. You want to sue us? Great. Awesome. What do you want? This table that we have here at the D.C. Improv and our microphones? (laughs) We'll give you our quarter inch to eighth inch adapter that we use for our headphones. Great. Hey, and we support everybody. If you're a Trump lover and you want to come party, awesome. Don't you want him to build that wall? Well, we have started it. Come and play with it. Right. Right. Exactly. Get to see the immigrants and the wall before. before. Yes. (laughs) This is easily going to get us in so much trouble now. Well, we can. If you're a Trump supporter and you want to come, we'll have immigrants there and then you can um, fight them to not come over the wall. Wow. Okay. That's okay. This is where that line was immediately crossed. It was. It was good idea, good idea, good idea. I think I'm going to donate. And then, actually, no. Did you not hear 48 minutes into the podcast what she said? Yeah, no. Oh, my God. Okay, that was a joke. That was a joke, people. Sometimes I get taken over by the spirits of the DC Comedy Club. I can tell, actually. And if anyone remembers, which I do remember, your stand-up career. That was really bad, actually. Don't Google that. Because I had a really bad rape joke and a really bad... um, like a really bad. No, I will say here. Hold on, joke. it was a very bad Muslim American joke. I remember that. I wasn't as I wasn't as um, let's say open as I am now. I I too once was. Well, you were telling jokes to a fucking you 80, Muslim motherfucker. You were telling jokes to an eighty-five-year-old white man who clearly thought everything was funny. <laughs> oh God, that's for another time. Yeah. Look, follow us on social media. Review this podcast. Podcast one, we love you. Okay, don't pull out now. <laughs> okay, that's our cue. That's that's our cue. Oh, it? I'm just saying, like, you know, I mean, I'm sure all our podcast friends are podcast one one. Don't pull out now. <laughs> Spray us with your publicity. Yes.
everybody have a fabulous weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye. We'll see you next show. You never know when the next show is. Probably <laughs> only a weekend on a podcast. Bye. 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 And all you